you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Horns plus bass plus Friday equals the Stardom Sinem Show. Welcome, everybody, to the latest edition of your Start Sits for the weekend. I am Marcus Grant. He is Michael F. Florio. He is the man who puts together the Start Sit list, which you can find every week at NFL.com slash Start Sit. Playoffs are upon us. We are one game into the fantasy playoffs. Uh, start to, does, does it get easier or harder this time of year? Uh, for me, writing the article gets a little easier because I take less big shots because I'm <laughs> like, hey, I'm not going to tell you to sit your studs in playoff season. Uh, it's all about floors and stuff like that. So keep going with what's got you here. All right. So uh, we are going to dive into the top starts and sits of week 15. We're going to tell you who's going to pile up the points. Plus, Laquan Jones is going to stop by to help us make some tough decisions as we get into a critical weekend. Of course, we already have one game played. Apparently what happens in Vegas doesn't stay in Vegas because the Chargers got thumped and Brandon Staley and general manager Tom Telesco were let go by the Chargers uh, on Friday morning. But in the meantime, we look ahead to the rest of week 15. We've got some starts and sits at quarterback. So, Florio, let's take a look at your list of starts at quarterbacks and uh, who's up and who's down. Justin Fields remains in play, as does Jordan Love. Matthew Stafford is one of my favorite plays of the week. I think Russell Wilson is a good start this week as well. And some sits. I said I don't take his big swings, but Trevor Lawrence and Jared Goff are big names that I think you could try to get away from this week. As Gardner Minshew has been a popular streaming option, and then I know people like to stream the Vikings quarterback, like when it was the passion and stuff. I'm washing my hands clean of that situation altogether. You know, I know Adam Rank was a little bit bold. Nick Mullins made an appearance in the hype train. I don't know that I could fully endorse it, but uh, I appreciate the thinking process there. But let's go with Justin Fields, right? Um, he has been playing some really good football this year. The Browns defense has been very good all year long. So who wins in this battle of Fields versus the Browns? I think it could be a little bit of each, but Justin Fields will finish with a good amount of fantasy points in this one. 21 or more in four of his last five. Um, and like he just went off last week for 25 against the Lions. Why? Because of what he gave you with his legs. And I understand that the Cleveland Browns defense has been really, really tough. But even if they limit the passing numbers, DJ Moore is still going to get his. And I think Justin Fields will continue to run the ball. Uh, and, and that's what I'm about in the fantasy playoffs. I want to say floor. So I, I think Justin Fields gives you a safe 15 to 16 points. And there's always the upside that he could give you 20, 25 because he's Justin Fields. There's still plenty of debate on whether or not Justin Fields is a franchise quarterback. And that's a decision the Bears have to make this offseason. It is certainly established that he is a good fantasy quarterback that is no longer up for debate 
Jordan Love, we're still trying to figure out what he is as both a real quarterback and as a fantasy quarterback, but he's got a good matchup this week against the Buccaneers. Yeah, last week he ran into the DeVito family reunion and things did not <laughs> go well for him in New Jersey, but I think I expect better results at home against the Tampa Bay Bucks this week. Don't forget that in the four games before last week's Monday night game, he was averaging 22 fantasy points per game. And then the matchup, the Bucks have allowed the second most passing yards uh, the fifth most fantasy points to wide receivers this year. Uh, and their offense could put up some points as well. So I think Jordan Love is a good option if you're going, you know, he, I'm not playing him over your studs, but I think other than that, he's a good option this week. All right, so we're back in on Jordan Love, who started the year well, kind of had a slump midseason, uh, has sort of bounced back over the last few weeks. Jared Goff, we keep saying it, he is an indoor cat. He is playing indoors this yeah. weekend. But he's playing the Broncos, so you seem like you're sort of out on Mr. Goff. Yeah, this is a something's got to give narrative-wise in this game because Goff at home, awesome. But the Broncos have been shutting down quarterbacks, and I think the Broncos defense wins out in this one. Since week five, no quarterback has got 18 fantasy points against them. And in that span, they've played Josh Allen, C.J. Stroud, Jordan Love, Patrick Mahomes twice. None of them got to 18, plus... They are very stingy against the pass. Patrick Sertan is probably going to be all over Amon Ross St. Brown in this one. That being said, though, they've allowed the most fantasy points, a bunch of production to running backs. So I think this is a Jameer Gibbs, David Montgomery kind of week. It could be one of those weeks where the Lions win and you look, you're like, Jared Goff had to play. Well, oh, I got 12 fantasy points. It. I think the narrative, like it could line up to be something like that. This feels like a game where you know Goff gives you like you know 240 yards and maybe a touchdown. There might be an interception thrown in there somewhere as well. He's been fumbling left and right. He's been Mr. Fumble Thumbs over the last few weeks, so maybe you stay away from Jerry Goff if you can. Those are the guys who are pitching it. Let's talk about the guys who will be catching it as we take a look at your start-sit wide receivers for Week 15. Uh, the Rams guys, 100% in play, even if you're like, you're too obvious. You've been asking us if you could start Cup and Puka for <laughs> weeks now. I think the Packers, Jordan, uh, Jaden Reed and Romeo Dobbs both in play this week. Cortland Sutton, a sneaky option against the, not sneaky, a must-start option, I would say. Garrett Wilson as well. My sits, Jordan Addison, I just think the, the floor and the upside is way too low. Chris Godwin, if he plays, I think you sit him either way. Adam Thielen hasn't been the same, and then George Pickens uh, is just unusable with Mitchell Trubisky. Yeah, it's been rough with Trubisky at quarterback. Uh, meanwhile, let's talk about Garrett Wilson because I said earlier in the week that you can feel good about your primary Jets, right? Regardless of who the quarterback is, Brees Hall is still getting volume. Garrett Wilson is still getting volume. And even though the Dolphins haven't been lights out lately, I do think the Jets are going to have to throw the football to stay in this game with them. Completely agree with you there. And he's coming off his best game of the year. Zach Wilson is coming off the best game of his career. Uh, and like Marcus said, the Dolphins, even as banged up as they are, probably going to put up some points. So the Jets will have to as well. And I keep saying it, floor matters greatly in the fantasy playoffs. Garrett Wilson has one game this year with fewer than eight fantasy points. It came with Tim Boyle. He routinely goes off for double digits. Yeah, I know last week was his first time topping 20, but he can give you a consistent and safe 12 to 15 points. And the ceiling is raised in this one because they might be in catch-up mode. Yeah, I think you just keep riding with Garrett Wilson. Yeah, I mean, look, it hasn't been what we wanted it to be because Aaron Rodgers wasn't there all year long, but Garrett Wilson's still getting plenty of volume. The only Jets pass catcher you can count on. Meanwhile, we had a stretch in the middle of the season where we kind of were able to lean on Jordan Addison for a little bit, having a pretty good rookie year, but 
Nick Mullins is at quarterback. Justin Jefferson is back. Uh, this feels like scary hours for Jordan Addison. Yeah, and, and I know right now the Bengals look like a great matchup on paper. They've allowed the most yards to wide receivers since week 10. I don't care. I want to avoid Jordan Addison this week. Last week, 4.7 fantasy points, his third straight game in single digits. He has not reached 11 in a game since week 8. And Nick Mullins came in relief last week with Justin Jefferson not being out there. Through 13 passes, one of them went Jordan Addison's way. So with the volume probably going to Jefferson and Hawkinson over him, uh, I think it's too risky. Just get away in the fantasy playoffs. Uh, We got plenty to get into. Of course, we still have running backs and tight ends that we're going to dive into. Stick around. We're just getting started here on the Stardom Setup Show. You go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Week 15 starts at running backs. Go! Joe Mixon is far too good to get away even in a tough matchup. Same thing with James Cook. DeAndre Swift, we're going to talk about him. Zach Moss gets too much volume. All of you guys are like, you keep telling me to start Zach Moss, and I'm going to keep doing it as long as he's getting volume like he is. Same thing with Ezekiel Elliott. The volume is far too good. The sits. James Conner might sound a little spicy. We'll talk about it. The Gus bus has to be parked right now. I'm done trying to figure out which Texans running back in a given week might get the volume. (laughs) And Zach Charbonnet, Kenneth Walker is back. He is unusable for fantasy. Yeah, the the Texans' uh, offense right now has sort of fallen apart. Injuries have really killed that group, unfortunately. It's it's been frustrating to see. Meanwhile, in Philadelphia, DeAndre Swift, there are just weeks where it just seems like the Eagles forget that he's on the roster, but then he gets the ball and he starts producing really, really well. Great matchup this week against the Seahawks. Yeah, that's the thing. The matchup could not be any better. And I think it was in like week 10 or whatever on Fantasy Live. I, I said to trade for DeAndre Swift because I think he could be a league winner. Then the last couple of weeks, people have been like, this is the guy that's going to win us your leagues? This is yes, your king? it <laughs> is. Since week nine, the Seahawks have allowed the most rushing yards and touchdowns. Since week 10, two running backs. Since week 10, they've allowed the most receiving yards, two running backs. So whether it's on the ground or through the air, I think DeAndre Swift can get it done. And they've been trailing by multiple scores each of their last two games. Now, this is a week where they'll probably be playing from ahead. We know they like to run the ball with DeAndre Swift when they have a lead. And then... Look forward. The Giants and the Cardinals are who he finishes the fantasy playoffs with. You're starting him in both of those, and he still can win a bunch of people fantasy championships. All right, so uh, hopefully the Eagles decide they need to get back to the ground. I know it's fly, Eagles, fly, but occasionally it can be run, Eagles, run. That can work sometimes, too. Uh, Last time we saw James Conner back in week 13 before Arizona's bye, uh, I didn't like the matchup against the Steelers. I thought it was you know something worrisome. There were other guys taking opportunities. And then Conner goes out and has 25 carries for a buck 05 and two touchdowns. Any chance he does that against the 49ers? Nope. Will the Cardinals be having a two-score lead throughout the whole game this week? Very doubtful. They're probably going to be trailing by multiple (laughs) scores this game. And that's what scares me. 
Uh, in their last five losses that James Conner has played in, he has been held to single digits in all of them. He has yet to reach 20 receiving yards in a game this season, so you can't bank on him being used heavily in the passing game when they are trailing. And then the matchup, it's the hardest on paper. They've allowed the fewest rushing yards and the second fewest fantasy points per game to backs this season. There's multiple, like Michael Carter could get involved in the second half if they're trailing big. I know he was awesome last week. I'm just my one team where I have James Conner has a bye this week, and I'm so happy because I would have hated to have to start him in this matchup. Yeah, it's just it's really hard to feel confident about it. He had 52 rushing yards when these teams played back in week four. Only two running backs have had more than 60 yards against the 49ers, and that came during the midst of their three game losing streak when the defense was kind of scrambling for answers a little bit. Um, <clears throat> Let's get over to tight ends and look at some of the guys that are on your start sit list for week 15. Who you got? Trey McBride, I do not care about the matchup. Uh, he is a must-play. Same thing with Evan Ingram. Tough matchup. You're still playing him. Isaiah Likely is awesome, uh, as is David Njoku as of late. And then my sits, Cole Komet, spicy, but the matchup is really tough against the Browns. Pat Fryermuth is just Unusable with Mitch Trubisky right now, as are all of these Steelers pass catchers. Tanner Hudson's been playing hot, but the Vikings defense and Brian Flores is doing an amazing job as of late. And then Hunter Henry. Uh, don't go chasing last week. I mean, the Patriots passing game has been really hard to figure out. Uh, Hunter Henry may be more difficult than anybody else to really figure out there. But uh, let's get back to Isaiah Likely. Um, I think I saw a tweet that said he's basically 90% Mark Andrews, which, hey, look, man, I will take 90% Mark Andrews is better than most tight ends yeah. that are just like floating around out there right now. So uh, the matchup's not bad, but even then, I just I still think you ride with Likely. I, I complete, completely agree. We've seen two games now of Isaiah Likely without Mark Andrews. In the first, six targets, eight fantasy points. In the second, uh, seven targets, 83 yards, a touchdown, 19.3 fantasy points, a floor and a ceiling. Most weeks will be somewhere in the middle, but if I told you you're a tight end, going to give you around eight fantasy points in a one of his worst games and then going to give you over 20, could, could approach 20 in a good game, you're going to want to start that player. And we know that the tight end is such an important part of the Ravens passing attack. I think not only do you play likely this week, I think you could play him the rest of the way in the fantasy playoffs. I think absolutely. The way he's going to get volume means that he's going to be a viable option. Weird. Against the Jaguars, I think there have been four tight ends that have had 90 or more yards and everybody else has been under 40 so it's either oh, like wow. it's either you go big or you do nothing at all against the Jaguars please go big I'm guessing he's going to be closer to the high side of things that's just my my opinion uh, about Isaiah Likely David Njoku had a big game last week the Bears defense has been very very good lately but uh, you still believe in Njoku this week yeah I, I just think he's been simply too good to get away from in fantasy football uh, last week two touchdowns 27 fantasy points that was a season high he's not going to give you that again this week I'll just tell you that flat out but Double-digit fantasy points in seven of his last eight games. He is someone that Joe Flacco, Joseph Vincent Flacco, clearly has an eye for in the passing attack. So uh, I, I think this is a week that you – and the rest of the way, he's just been far too productive to get away from right now. Especially when, like, look, Elijah Moore has been up and down. Amari Cooper has dealt with some injuries. And Joku has been there and been consistent pretty much all year long. And I feel like we haven't talked enough about him, the season he's having. It's kind of flown under the radar a little bit. Uh, you mentioned Hunter Henry not chasing the points. Uh, look, the Patriots' offense is already bad, and now they have a Chiefs team that is angry. 
this just seems like a really bad combination. Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey and co are going to come out and drop like 50 points on this Patriots defense this week because they are upset. Uh, and the Patriots, they, they might not get many points themselves. Look, two things in life you don't go chasing. Waterfalls and <laughs> touchdowns from from tight end twos in fantasy football. And he had two touchdowns last week. The Chiefs have given up just three to tight ends this year. And they rank amongst the bottom six when it comes to yards allowed on the position uh, and on the season and since week 10. So just all year long, they've been extremely stingy against tight ends. I know last week you were like, oh, Hunter Henry played really well. Maybe I want to start him in fantasy. No, don't. Don't do it. If you are streaming tight ends, please stick to the rivers and the lakes that you're used to. Coming up, Laquan Jones stops by to help us make some tough decisions. Plus, taking a trip to Club Dub. You go into your shower feeling tired but as soon as you reach for the irish spring your day immediately gets better that crisp fresh unmistakable irish spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses so when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it irish spring body wash and bar soap fresh green irish shop now at a store near you we are joined now by researcher extraordinaire and the birthday boy. Happy belated to our man, Laquan Jones. Hey. Congratulations Let's on the trip around the sun, sir. Yeah, All right. 32 in my shack year. I got to dominate right. next year, so Same. there you go. Rocking the, rocking the shack. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, uh, we're going to talk about some tough decisions that folks might have in their fantasy lineups this week as the playoffs get underway. So, uh, LQ, you are up first. Oof, man, look, it's nasty in these fantasy streets right now, especially at the quarterback position, but... Sam Howell, he's a top 10 fantasy quarterback right now, and you got to kind of lean on guys that have upside, like his ability to extend the play with his rushing upside. He's a very good runner, efficient runner, 6.1 yards per carry. That's the best among the quarterbacks. But I'm not quite sure if quarterbacks aren't afraid to run against the Rams or it's a mixture between Aaron Donald blowing up the old line, Byron Young getting pressure. But the Rams are allowing the second most rushing attempt for quarterbacks. And I think that could play into Sam Howell's favor to get out of the pocket, get the extra yardage. I mean, being a good runner is going to have to happen for him because, like, this old line is not protecting him whatsoever. But I think Sam Howell could surprise a few folks and kind of do or die situations here where he can put up some points and you could be okay with him. It's been wild to think that uh, he has been a quarterback we could lean on, that he's um, top five in passing yards, yeah. and yet we can't trust any of his pass catches no. in this offense. Uh, that's been really, really frustrating. Uh, Floria, what, what tough decision are you looking at? I've been going back and forth all week on if I should play Noah Brown or not this week. And uh, look, there, some help. We found out on Friday that it doesn't look like C.J. Stroud is going to play. So without C.J. Stroud, I think you can go ahead and get Noah Brown out of your starting lineup. But it's hard because the Tennessee Titans have struggled against wide receivers this year. They have struggled against the deep ball this year. And N Nico Collins isn't playing, so... Even with Davis Mills, I'm sure you're thinking like good matchup, lots of volume. He is the deep threat for the Houston Texans. Very boomer bust, but what I keep saying is in the fantasy playoffs, like if this was week eight, I'd probably take a shot on Noah Brown. But in the fantasy playoffs, I can't risk a zero. So I've been going back and forth on it all week, but I think I'm I think I'm gonna sit him. I mean, it just 
everything fell apart really quickly for the Texans. Yeah. Right? Tank Dell breaks his leg. Nico Collins dealing with a calf injury. C.J. Stroud with a concussion. Dalton Schultz has been banged up. It just has all gone south in a really Whew. short amount of time in a hurry. Speaking of guys being banged up, leading to tough decisions, Tua Tungavailoa this week going against the New York Jets. And for the good part of the season, we were able to sort of rely on Tua. And then we saw last week how much exactly Tyreek Hill means to that offense. When Tyreek got hurt, had to go out of the game for a little bit. Uh, the Dolphins just could not move the football. Uh, Tyreek was able to come back a little bit, and it sort of got better. But you started to see Tua, he gets off platform, gets a little bit off schedule. He gets some pressure in his face, and it was rough out there. Now he's got the Jets, who have been fairly soft against the run, very good against the pass. This could turn into a game where the Dolphins decide they just want to get Raheem Mostert, Devon Achan, all their running backs sort of involved, and maybe not put too much on Tua. Makes me very nervous. I think the upside is if you drafted Tua, you probably also drafted another quarterback along the way. Mm -hmm. uh, but I'm, I have concerns about Tua. Yeah, me too. Team. Uh, all right, Laquan, let's go back around one more again. Uh, who else are you worried about? I mean, I'm worried about Joe Mixon because of the matchup. Like, he's been untrustworthy at times during the season, but he has been red hot. But this Vikings defense, they're allowing the fifth fewest rushing yards per game. But I think you can trust Joe Mixon this week, man, because a lot of people are thinking to swap him in and out of the starting lineups. But the last four games, he's been averaging 20 fancy points per game, one touchdown in six of his last seven games. I feel like this is normal behavior, the ups and downs of Joe Mixon. So a lot of people could be worried about him. But the last two seasons, he's averaged 15 fancy points per game in the last four games of the season. So Mixon does bring PPR upside with Jamar Chase kind of banged up as well. But he's actually averaging more targets per game with Jake Browning versus Joe Burrow at quarterback. So hopefully Mixon can bring it home and I can rely on him because I'm one of those guys that are worried. This is when we get the classic Joe Mixon 40-point game. Hopefully. Sort of out I of nowhere. It. We need it. <laughs> so many people need it. Sort of out of nowhere because we haven't had one of those yet, so maybe it happens this week against Minnesota. Uh, Florio, who else do you have concerns about? LQ said he's worried about Sam Howell. I'm worried about his top wide receiver, or what should be his top wide receiver in Terry McLaurin. The last time we saw Terry McLaurin, he gave you the same amount of fantasy points as everyone sitting in this room right now. He's <laughs> Three targets, no catches, and then after the game, he was like, yeah, I got my steps in today. And we joke about the Cardio King of the Week. It, he really was living that life. But I've been going back and forth all week. The optimism in me is going to win out because my hope is that it's a squeaky wheel game. Eric Bieniemy and co. have had two weeks now to draw plays on how to get their best playmaker the ball in what I think will be a game with a lot of points scored and they will be chasing points. So... It's sad that even with a quarterback in the top five in passing yards, like Marcus was saying, he's been a boomer bust wide receiver three at best. But come on, Terry. We need you now more than ever. I mean, I didn't score any fantasy points last week, but in my defense, I have bad hands and I make up for it with a lack of separation. So um, <laughs> that's, that's my story and I'm sticking to it. Uh, for me, the other guy I have questions about this week, and it's another quarterback, it's Trevor Lawrence. Going against the Baltimore Ravens, and Lawrence dealing still with that ankle injury, it was good to see him back out on the field, but he really hasn't been all that great. The ceiling's been rather low for him over the last few weeks. Uh, it's been a while since he scored 20 fantasy points in a game, and he's got this tough defense to deal with this week. I just really am worried, not that he's going to come throw a complete dud out there, right? He's not going to give you single digits, I don't believe, but my fear is that he gives you 14, 15 
and leaves you really needing to fill in the gap somewhere else on your fantasy rosters. So uh, I know for the Jaguars, they got to keep winning. They got to try and lock up the AFC South and make sure they get a good playoff spot. So that's why Trevor Lawrence is out there. But I just am not really excited about the matchup at all this week. Um, I mean, LQ, did we overrate Trevor Lawrence this year? I mean, he needs Christian Kirk. I mean, ever since the injury, I feel like everything just went downhill for him because Trevor Lawrence likes to favor the slot position if it's Evan Ingram or if it's Christian Kirk. Without that guy, with the separation that he's able to get, I think Trevor Lawrence is going to be hurt. Yeah, well, Evan Ingram Ingram has certainly stepped up. Went from scoring no touchdowns to scoring all of the touchdowns. Um, He's a Costco player. He buys in bulk. Uh, (laughs) All right. (laughs) It's time now for Club Dub. These are the guys we guarantee will score you at least 25 fantasy points this week. Uh, man, I feel like Arthur Smith is trying to get on the fantasy community's good side because we're finally, finally getting B. John Robinson unlocked, man. I mean, the last four games he's been a top five running back. So with this matchup, it's really juicy, man, against this Panthers defense. They're allowing the most rushing touchdowns to running backs this season. So that's always good to get these layup little matchups in the first round. So I really love him this week. And we're finally seeing him being utilized more in the red zone and in the goal line since week 10. He's been leading in those categories. So he topped 25 points one time this season. I'm going to say this is going to be his best game this season. I mean, I think we finally wore Arthur Smith down. Bijan Robinson getting involved. Drake London having yeah. big plays. Now if we just unlock Kyle Pitts. That would be great. <laughs> uh, Florio, who's piling it up for you? This man right here. We could ask him himself, Cooper, are you going to get 25 this week? Yeah. Look, <laughs> it's science. Look, Cooper Cup looks like Cooper Cup again, and that's what we want this time of year. We know when he is healthy, he is arguably the best wide receiver in fantasy football. He looked like himself last week, catching touchdowns now in two straight. He's winning downfield again. Oh, and the Commanders, they have allowed unlimited amount of points to wide receivers this year. They are the best matchup for wideouts. I think him... Puka, Stafford, they are all going to eat this week. All three of them might approach 25 fantasy. Dude, I, I, I love Demarcus Robinson as a sleeper this week. I think Let's the, go. Uh, the Rams offense is going to go off against a bad commander's defense. As for me, uh, my guy is Saquon Barkley this week going against the New Orleans Saints. The Saints have been very soft against the run the last few weeks. But on top of it, Saquon is just thriving. I know the story has been Tommy DeVito and what he's doing at quarterback, but let's not overlook the contributions of Saquon Barkley. He is getting volume. He has been incredibly efficient with his touches. They are using him as a pass catcher. He is getting all the work that we hoped he would and is actually doing fairly well with it. The only downside is that the Giants still not a high-scoring offense, so that sort of puts a cap on his fantasy production overall. But I think this week against a struggling Saints defense, Saquon, Looks like the Saquon that you probably drafted, say, in the second round or or somewhere like that. So it should be interesting. By the way, in case you haven't heard, uh, three games on NFL Network this weekend. Uh, A triple header. It starts with the Vikings and the Bengals. We've got the Steelers and the Colts in the nightcap. Broncos and the Lions. It all kicks off at 1 p.m. Eastern. So you can check that out on NFL Network or stream it on NFL+. Plus. Uh, you can follow us, as the sign said down there, at NFL Fantasy on Twitter, uh, Instagram, all the social medias. I believe we're even, uh, we might even be on the Tiki Talk. Uh, I'm not so sure about that. But anyway, uh, that's going to do it for this edition of the Stardom Cinema Show. For the Quan Jones, for Michael F. Florio, I am Marcus Grant. Thank you for watching. Good luck to you if you're still in the fantasy playoffs. And we'll talk to you again real soon. You go into your shower feeling 
tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. 